0: Hello, and welcome to the Word of Life Worship Center podcast, where we win, build, and send around the world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your Word of Life experience. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. You know, the Bible says something very interesting, and that we all need to always embrace it. And it says this. Where there are two or three gathered together in my name, he says, there am I in the midst of them. How many of you this morning believe that Jesus Christ is in this place this morning? Give the Lord a shout. Come on, give the Lord a shout. Well, I've seen people give Bozo the circus a more shout than that, amen. I didn't say Bozo, I said Jesus. Well, somebody give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. It's so wonderful to be in the presence of the Lord and be here with you this morning. Let's just pray and ask the Holy Spirit that he would minister and speak into the hearts of God's people. Amen. Father, we give you worship. We adore you and magnify and lift up you. We know, Lord, that you are so awesome. And one thing we know about you, Father, is that you are merciful, and you are good, and you are kind, and you are loving, and you are patient, you are long-suffering, and you have been so good to each of us, and we don't deserve your goodness, and we don't deserve this kindness, but Lord, we accept it and receive it. And we thank you for that because this is who you are. This is your character. And we want to be just like you. We want to be kind and loving and patient and merciful and good. Now, Father, we just pray that the Holy Spirit would have uh, his right away to flow and to move and to minister and to set the captives free. Right now, I, I command in the atmosphere of this place, I command the chains to drop. I command the bars to be loosened. I command the bands of wickedness to be broken. I command revelation and your word, Raymond, to be revealed. Holy Spirit, just have your way. Bring the gifts of heaven into your church. Send your angels, Lord, to bring the gifts of heaven into the church. Send your angels, Lord, to bring all the blessings that come from your throne room into our heart. We worship you. We adore you. Wonderful Jesus. We welcome you into this atmosphere. My friend, my king, my Lord, and my God. We welcome you into the atmosphere of our hearts. We open our hearts to you. We ask you, wonderful Jesus, as you stand in the midst of us this morning, that you would shine your light inside of us. If there's any way wicked, any way that's dark, wash us and cleanse us from it now. We renounce the hidden things of dishonesty. We ask you to wash us, cleanse us, forgive us, renew and restore us unto the joy of our salvation. This morning, we, we just wait in your presence and accept and believe that we can receive and have this flow of your presence and flow of your spirit and flow of the anointing in us. I want you to open your Bibles with me to the book of 2nd Corinthians and I want to minister a message that the Lord gave to me. uh, I believe it was between Friday and Saturday morning. And he began to speak into my spirit. As I'm listening to God, you know, and and that always sounds so spiritual, and it is, but it also sounds foreign. When I say to you, the Lord spoke to me. And what we have to understand that for God to speak to us, we have to develop a hearing ear. The spirit says, let him that have ears hear. That's what he said, right? what the spirit saith unto the churches so there is a there is a spiritual hearing that a, a, an individual has got to learn how to develop and in order to develop a spiritual hearing one must be willing to allow the lord to deal with you in whatever area that's blocking let me say it again that's stopping you from hearing Have you ever said something to someone right to their face and then you say hello and they go, oh, I didn't hear you. You ever done that? All right. Have you ever did that? I did it. You know, people would be talking to me and they say, you know, Pastor, when I'm talking to you, it seemed like like you're not listening. Well, the truth of the matter is I'm not listening. (laughs) I got so many things to hear I'm not listening half the time, you know. And it's not because I'm being rude or arrogant. It's just that, you know, there's so much at times that you can only hear so much. And I am, I have practiced and I am continuing to practice the ability to hear God and to hear the voice of God and to align God's voice with his word anything you hear let me say it again anything you hear let me say it a third time anything you hear that's contrary to the word of God is not God I don't care if you're levitating when you hear it it is not God if it contradicts the word of God now why do I say that because you have got to take the word of God and a man woman has got to develop a foundation by which they can hear and perceive the voice of God. Or you'll be all over the place trying to hear all kind of cosmos things. When I felt it, it moved me. It, it, It spoke to me. It woke me up. It told me this. And it gave me the ABC. Gave me my combination to my safe. You can have all that stuff happening. But if it's contrary to the word, then I will mishear what I'm hearing unless I line it up with the word. Now, I'm just trying to help you stay out of trouble. You know what I mean? One lady told me one time that God, the spirit of God told her to go and kill her kids so she can be free in ministry. She used to go to church here. She don't go to church anymore so you don't have to worry. But she used to go to church here. And I told her, I said you, are, you have got a spirit of the devil. And we need to rebuke that thing. Because God didn't tell you that. Well, Pastor, it makes sense. I said, it doesn't make sense. You see, people are strange. And the reason they're strange is because they're not hearing God. And if they are hearing God, they haven't taken the time out to develop their hearing ability. It, it, you know, you, you, you're not going to just hear God. And you, you pray, and someone lays hands on you, puts oil, knocks you over in the spirit. And you come up here. No, no, it, it takes time. To learn how to hear and to develop. Oh, and one of the things that we have got to learn how to hear is anything and everything in the child of God that is blocking what God's trying to do. How many want to do the will of God in your life? Amen. How many want to be able to say, Lord, I've done your will? Yes. Well, if you're going to do the will of God, it's going to require a lot of patience. A lot of long-suffering, and a lot of discernment. I have usually, uh, what I usually do, and this is just me personally, you don't have to do it this way, but I usually, if I'm not quite sure, if I'm not quite sure about it, I'll leave it alone. And if it's God, what's God going to do? He's going to bring it back to me again, speak to me again about it. And if I'm not sure, I'll say, well, I'm not going to do anything until I'm Sure. And sometimes, you know, I'll sit there with the Lord and I'll say and have a conversation with God even sometime while I'm in church. You know, I don't know if some of you have seen me. I've gone off the deep end sometime and just said, mm-hmm, yeah, all right. And you look at me like, who's he talking to? <laughs> well, I'm having a, called a dual conversation. I'm talking to you in the natural And I'm listening to the Lord and talking to him in the spirit. And I've learned to do that because I've learned something about God. That if it truly is the Lord, he will will speak and confirm because he tells me in his word to try the spirit to see whether it be of God. Because not everything you hear is of God. Let me sit over here to the Baptist folks over here. (laughs) Not everything you hear is God. Amen. Some of you a wild Pentecostal. you say, Everything I hear is God. You know, what channel? No, no, unfortunately not. Not everything I hear is of God. So I've got to be careful and discern. So let's look at something. In the scripture, I want to talk about renouncement of the past. Why, why, why would we renounce the past? Because the past has a great significance of you. Moving forward into your future. Paul gives us the scripture and he says to us. He said, forgetting the things which are behind us. Now, how how is it that we can forget things that are behind us when they are so ever present in our thoughts? So ever present in our minds. You know, I, I forgive you, brother, but I can't forget what you've done. I forgive you, sister, but I can't not think about what you said. And we have got to understand that the enemy of our faith is a master of keeping you boggled down with your failures, with your past. And we have got to somehow be able to shake that thing and look beyond that point to that which we are called to do. And it requires you and I to do certain things. So here he says, seeing that we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty you know when he when he refers to the hidden he's referring to the things that are in the inner parts how many is now don't hold your hand up but how many of you ever had a thought and you said that thought was wrong and you go where did that thought come from and, and what this gives us insight to is that there are inner things that are happening that we have to constantly combat with those things We have to bring those things under suppression. We have to suppress those things. We have to bring those things down. Now, now, now that in itself is not bad, but the problem, here's the problem. The problem that without Jesus, all we're doing is compressing things that eventually at the right moment could explode. What we want to do is we want to be free from those things. We don't want to just suppress them. We don't want to just cover them over. We don't want to just, you know, kind of ignore them. We want to bring ourselves to a place where the kingdom of God gives us understanding that whom the Son set free is free indeed. How many want to be set free by the Son? Amen. How many want to make sure anything and everything that's there is taken care of, that we deal with it? Listen to what it says. We have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, not walking in some type of, uh, for lack of another word, witchcraft. Trickery. Oh, I, well, I hear pastors coming, so I, I, I better, I better not, you know, I better not say that. Mm. That's trickery. You see, and what I want and what God wants is he wants us to be free on the inside. You don't want us just to suppress something because somebody else is around you. I'm not going to look at that if my kid's in the room. Well, you shouldn't look at it at all. The Holy Ghost is in the room. But we don't want to hear that kind of gospel. We want to hear the gospel, just show me the direction to heaven and that'll be enough. The word teaches us that the hidden things of dishonesty and not walking inside of craftiness, uh, nor handling the word of God The word used is deceitfully. It's by I'm going to get my spouse. I'm going to get my child to obey according to deceitfulness. Well, the word of God says right here and you begin to use that word as a battering ram against your loved one. Instead of handling the word of God properly. And so he says not handling the word of God deceitfully. But by the manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them to believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is in the image of God should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. Okay. He said, we don't preach ourselves. And, and, and the reason I believe that we must understand this is because we have been so developed in American culture that the gospel and the church is about your comfort and about your advancement and about your success and about your achievements when true, the gospel is about taking up our cross and following after Jesus, Amen. denying ourselves and living for him so that our life in the conscience and the sight of every man's conscience would be a light of encouragement, not a light of destruction. And when we hear that type of gospel, it does not mean that the joy of the Lord is not there. It doesn't mean the blessing of the Lord is not there. It doesn't mean that gr- God's grace is not there and goodness is not there and, 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 and all the benefits of being a follower of Jesus. It just simply means that we're, we're balanced. We're on the right track. Why does God do that? Because there are times in which you will not be joyful. There are times when you will have to deal with hard things. There are times when you will be denied. There are times when everyone will not love you and like you so that when you understand these principles, when these other things happen, you don't fall apart. I've got to go to this other church because people over here don't love me enough. Stop. Let God balance your life instead of suppressing that rejection, deal with it. Instead of suppressing that hurt, deal with it. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. So he goes on, he says, he says in verse 6, for God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, have shined in our hearts. Why? To give the light of the knowledge of God. Of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of powers may be of God and not of us. So we we talk about this word in the scripture. The word is renounce. Why is it so important that the believer learns how to renounce things? Because the very things that we've dealt with, the very things that we have experienced are very real and present dangers. They're not some make-believe thing that we just kind of made up. These are experiences that we've gone through. These are things that we've had to deal with. These are disappointments that we were disappointed by. These were people who broke our hearts. And those are very real present dangers if they're not dealt with properly. If we just simply just say, well, you know what, I'm just going to forget that person. That's a great concept, but every time you see that person, you'll be reminded. But if you deal with it in the proper manner, it will not be the hindrance to the future. The very reason why some folk can't go forward is because they're stuck in the past. We're stuck in a broken marriage that happened 20 years ago. We're angry with women. We're angry with men because of it. And so that anger spills over into our casual relationships. I've had had people, I've had women in, in, in this ministry in years gone by who were angry with me for no other reason than the fact that I was a man. But I understood that it wasn't me they were angry with. They were angry with someone in the past. I just happened to be in the way. I just happened to represent the authority in that respect. And they were angry with me. I've had children. I've had children who were angry with me. When they grew up, I'd done no wrong to them. But I happened to be in the way. And they did not deal properly with the rejection of their own father. I just happened to be there. As a father figure. And so we understand that there's a reason why Paul tells the Corinthian church that you have to grab a hold of this stuff and you've got to confront this stuff on a biblical form. You can't simply just walk away and say, well, it don't bother me. It does bother you. And as a result of it bothering you, this is why our relationships are off keltered because we're still dealing with stuff of the past. And the Holy Spirit is saying, I want to deal with that. I want to get that out of you. So the scripture says renounce. This is, to, this is what renounce means. It, it, it means to formally declare and abandon something. Have you ever formally declared and abandoned rejection, the past, the hurt? The dishonesty, the, the thing that was not fair. I hear that a lot, but it's not fair. Life isn't fair. And if you don't approach it and deal with it, you carry with inside of you this, this secretion of spiritual darkness that blocks The way. And it's a simple fix. But we have to. In order to fix something. We have to know it's broken. You can't help a person. Who's lost. Who doesn't know their loss. Whenever I confront people. With the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I ask them a question. I ask them. Are you going to heaven when you die? And most of them says well. I hope so. You know how good that is? (laughs) That's like driving into the mountains and someone said, you know where you're going? And you say, I hope so. Hoping so does not mean you're going the right direction. (laughs) Did you hear that? And sometimes we live life like that. Well, have you dealt with that? Well, I hope so. No, no. How, how about let's stop, pull the car over. But that's too inconvenient. But you need to pull the car over, get the road map out, and see how to properly deal with that. And confirm. Confirm. And we all said we want to do the will of God. We all want to go forward. And to go forward, Paul puts it here that we have to formally declare one's abandonment or claim rights of that possession, or refuse or resign the right of this position. I refuse and resign from the spirit of rejection upon my life from all those who rejected me. But I'm not going to live here in the spirit of rejection, stuck, not able to go forward because of what somebody else did to me while they move on with their life. Oh, come on, somebody. There's something, something wrong with that. I'm stuck in the past while they moved on. Huh. I don't know about you, but I'm going to get free of this thing, amen. I'm not going to let this thing that happened in my childhood keep me from my old age. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to let what happened to me stop the hand of God from flowing in me and through me because I will not deal with renouncing something. And it doesn't mean that I admit to it. It simply means I release myself from it. Oh, Oh, do I got some folks up in here to know what I'm talking about? I'm releasing myself from that bad experience. I refuse from this day forward to live under its rulership when the Son is willing to set me free. Can I get three amens? I don't know. They don't know how to count in here. Can I get three amens? Amen. 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 That's, that's, That's three amens. You know, you got to get tenacity, spiritual tenacity. you got to decide, you know what? I'm like Popeye. I'm going to pop a can of spinach on somebody. I'm done with this, man. We ain't going to go down this road no more. I'm done. This is it. Matter of fact, I'm going to dig a hole and bury this thing outside, and I'm going to put a tombstone on it and say, here lies rejection. Because I'm not going to allow... My life to be dictated. Amen. Can I, can, am I talking to somebody? Yes. I'm not going to allow my life to be dictated by the emotions of my past. Yes. You see, we have past failures, past success. And our past failures is what weighs us down. Yes. I could have done better. I had my mom tell me one time, she was crying. And she was with my brother and I, and she said, I just feel like I had, was not a good mother. I could have done better with you boys. And it hurts me to this day that I didn't do better. I said, stop. I said, stop, 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 stop. I said, my brother and I are still here. We still honor you. We're alive. We're healthy somewhat. We're healthy. <laughs> You know, and we in our right minds, I said, and and, and, and I've been traveling around the world, touching nation after nation and people after people. My brother's successful. He's healthy. I said, come on, you did a good thing. You were good, mom. You, You stuck it out. You could have said, well, if your dad's leaving, I'm leaving too. And that's happened to a lot of folks and I had to calm her down because she was, she was reserving herself emotionally to accept failure right, yeah. you cannot child of God accept the failure of hell you have, to, you have to decide that you are not a victim but a victor that you are an overcomer and that you are on the road of succeeding of overcoming, yeah. even with your hurts, yeah. even with your problems. What they say, what don't kill you, makes you, makes you stronger. Yeah. I saw a man on, on, on the YouTube. You see a lot of things on YouTube. <laughs> I saw a man on YouTube walking down the street, and a tire came off a truck, and he was walking with his friend. And it bounced over the freeway and bounced and hit him in the back of the head. He didn't know what hit him. It killed him. Then I saw another tire come off a truck. You see a lot of tires come off trucks on YouTube. Came off the truck, went around the gas station, came around and hit the guy's back car fender. He was like, oh man. And I was like, it could have hit you and killed you. So, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Amen. Amen. So when you get gas today, look out for tires coming off the freeway. (laughs) Stop. Stop living on the emotions of your past failures. Well, it was my fault. Well, honey, God bless you. Maybe it was your fault. Maybe it was his fault. Maybe it was her fault. Maybe it was the children's fault. It doesn't make any difference whose fault it is if you're still living inside of it. So declare, let me say it again. Out of your mouth, you have the anointing to declare that you refuse to be a part of it anymore. Ephesians 4 says that he says in the word, In Ephesians 4, and he gives us in verse 22, start with that, and he says here, and I want to read it to you so you can have it, write it down, do something, tag it in your phone, that you put off, look at your neighbor and say, put it off. off, Why does Paul tell us that? Listen, he says right here. He said, put off concerning the former conversation of the old man. What is that? The conversation is the lifestyle that you used to have. And some of you in church, you still, you you try to carry that lifestyle into church. You didn't got saved and got delivered. and, And you still got that. I don't know what that walk is called. But you gotta put off that stuff, man. You 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 know you you've been saved and you've delivered and now you you still walk in church. Switch, I can't switch, but anyway. (laughs) You switch like you got a you know an attraction of some sort. (laughs) And 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 Paul says to the church of Ephesus, he says that you put off. And this is where we gotta get our mindset. I'm going to put off. Anything and everything that is trying its best to destroy me. If I let the, if I let the enemy live there long enough, he'll destroy me. What the Bible says, a little leaven leaven the whole lot. It's just a little bit of jealousy. Get, get that stuff out of you. It's just a little bit of lust. Get, get, get that out of you. It's just a little bit of strife. Competition. Get that out of you. It will, it will increase to great destruction. It'll increase. So he says to the church of Ephesus, he said, put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is a corrupt according to the deceitfulness, deceitful lust. Verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now, now, now th- th- this, is, this is where it requires work, We don't want work. We want to just kind of live on easy street. It requires discipline. If you're going to truly be free as the sun sets a man and woman free, you're going to have to put time in with the sun. Did you hear that? If you're going to be free, truly free, you're gonna to have to spend time with the sun. It's gonna require hours. Well, I just, don't have, I just don't have enough time. Listen, I'm not a mathematician, but I stayed in the Howard Johnson's once. And that is, wherever I'm lacking time, make it up on the other end. So if I don't have time to pray, before I go out into the devil infested world. Go to bed earlier. On the time that's here. So that you can take up the slack on the front end. If you go to bed at two in the morning. Like sometimes I do. It's hard to get up at five in the morning. But if you will learn to discipline. That what I must do as a follower of Jesus Christ. If I do nothing else, I must spend time with the Son. I cannot expect the victory in my own strength, in my own power, in my own mind. But if I'm going to have the victory, I have got to find time with the Son. Because if I do nothing with the Son except to stay in his presence and hum, his presence will infuse my life. Amen. The Bible says he stands in awe of the presence of God. That, that means I'm standing there and not saying anything, just receiving. His presence and then when I open the book in his presence, he speaks to me and he doesn't speak just to my mind. He speaks into the depth of my spirit because the problem. The core problem is not your mind, but the depths of your spirit. The mind is just a gateway through which one can enter knowledge that will affect spirit. So it says, be renewed that you put on the new man, or or verse 23, and be renewed. what what, what did he say? In the spirit of what? Ah. Spirit. You can't take one away from the other. You can't say, Well, I'm not gonna use my mind, and I'll get my spirit. No, no. <laughs> God gave you a mind, you gotta use it. That means I've got to open this book. You mean I gotta open the Bible up into the other days than just Sunday? <laughs> This is your problem. The problem is, you want to know what the problem is? I'll tell you the problem. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm gonna tell you the problem. You're not eating right. That's what it is. You start eating this, it'll change your mind, which will change your spirit. And the more you eat this, the more you change your mind, change your spirit, the more you change your spirit, change your mind. The more you change your mind and change your spirit, the more you change your thoughts and change your mind. It'll change your life, and you'll look back and you'll go, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not even frustrated anymore about the rejection of the past, because whom the Son is free indeed." So he says in verse twenty-four, and put that you put you on or put on the new man, which is what the word created means. It is a process. The word created does not mean, it's, it's, it's just, bam, there you go, you got it. You came to the altar, bam, there you go, you got it. It's a process of creativity. It takes time to create. Anything worth having will cost you. You want to be happy? Create the atmosphere of the spirit in your mind. Fellowship with Jesus. Yes. Sit down with him every day. Yes. But this is not right. That's not perfect. My husband's not right. My wife's not right. And so it doesn't make any difference. See, see you're, you're not who you are based on what other people create around you. You are who you are based on what you create within you. And if you won't take the time to create this thing, It'll never come to flourish and never manifest. You'll go through your life saying, Well, God's unfair and God never gave me joy and God never gave me peace. Stop. Stop bellyaching about stuff that you can change. So here it is. If I'm going to create a, a world of victory, I must first create a mind of victory. As a man thinketh, so is he. You think failure? Lady, you you, you think, well, I'm just not pretty. Stop, stop. Stop it. You've got to stop thinking like that. You ought to get around folks that are pretty and help. Say, hey, make me pretty like you. I get around people in the gym and say, hey, make me like you. (laughs) And then they end up hurting me, so I stop, you know, because... Thank you for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed the message. For more info on our church, please visit our website at wlwc.org. God bless.